Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The spiritual significance of the dog. In early January of this year, 2021, Sidi Sheikh Muhammad Fawzi Al-Karkari, Qaddasallahu Sirrah, was on a boat returning from an island off the coast of southern Morocco when suddenly he spotted a dog. The dog was clinging to a log out in the open sea and he stopped the boat. Then the dog swam as fast as she could to the boat. They rescued her, brought her to the shore, fed her and adopted her. This simple and beautiful incident contains many spiritual lessons which the fuqara, the disciples of the order, have been contemplating. And it brings to mind many of the spiritual discourses or the mudakara that the shaykh has given concerning the virtues and the station of the dog. To begin with, the dog was clinging to a log out in the open sea. The bahar in Sufism is very often associated with the here below, with this world. وَسَخِّرْ لَنَا هَذَا الْبَحْرَ proclaims Imam al subjugate for us this ocean, the bahr of this world, the bahr of the next. And the dog is clinging to this log, thereby clinging to her own life. The log can keep her afloat, but she cannot go to the shore, she can't swim to the shore herself. Instead, she needs a boat to carry her to safety. One could compare the log to which the dog was clinging to the revealed law. You cling to it, but it won't get you ashore. You can stay alive, it keeps you safe to a certain extent, but you can't navigate the choppy waters of the here below without the intermediacy of the boat, of the friend of God, of the wali. When the boat appears, when the friend of God appears on your horizon, it's your task to swim as hard as you can to the boat of deliverance, to exert your effort, your energy, spiritual struggle, with a view to clinging to the friend of God as an intermediary between you and your Creator. Moreover, it's the gaze of the friend of God, of the wali, that saves the dog. He spots the dog. It's God's pre-eternal and attentive care and divine mercy that pulls the seeker into the divine presence through the intermediacy of God's friend. The friend of God, the wali, the boat, is the indispensable means of approach for spiritual traveling in Sufism. The Sheikh himself happens to be a dog lover and he raises dogs at the Zawiya and has given many glorious mudakara, spiritual discourses, on the virtues of the dog as a model of fidelity, companionship, loyalty, service, self-sacrifice, self-effacement, and humility. The Sheikh raises dogs and trains dogs in the literal sense, just as he raises and trains his own disciples. And there are some murids, some disciples, such as Sidi Khubayb, who have received direct spiritual instruction and training and guidance 
by observing and caring for the dogs of the Sheikh at the Zawiya. There are some dogs at the Zawiya, moreover, that have taken it upon themselves to guard the mouth of the Zawiya, the entrance to the door. The Sheikh once said, We are trained dogs. We have a collar around our necks, the rosary, the subha. And when we recognize someone from our neighborhood, someone familiar, someone who's part of the family, when we recognize Ahlul Dar, family members, then we let them into our home. We let them into the presence. Because as trained dogs, we can recognize constancy, familiarity, intimacy, and proximity to the spirit when we see those traits in others. However, when we see strangers, we scare them away because they're not worthy of entrance into the presence. And so, because we're trained dogs, we chase them away. The Sheikh has often pointed out that the great Abu Hassan al-Shushtari, 13th century Andalusian Sufi poet, famously proclaimed to have experienced remarkable disclosures of his Lord through dogs and even pigs. Abu Hassan al-Shushtari has said, I get tajallis, disclosures of names of God in dogs and in pigs, which you see as lowly creatures. But al-Shushtari, for his part, he sees them as disclosure sites of great elevation and loftiness. Majali, majla ulwi. And so the dog evokes qualities that a wayfarer must have. To journey to God, you have to be attached to your master. The dog is attached and loyal, absorbed in humility. A dog will come to its master with no grudge after being humili humiliated. The dog serves his or her master, watches over the master. And these are qualities that the spiritual traveler has to inculcate and preserve from the beginning to the end of their journey to their Lord. On November 9th, 2019, a murid from Rabat, Sidi Walid, had a vision in an awakened state where he saw the Sheikh walking to him, holding a puppy. He puts the puppy in his lap in this vision and tells Walid to take care of it. When he asked the Sheikh about this vision, the following mudakara was given. The Sheikh comments, The dog in our path has an esoteric significance, and we draw these pure meanings and significances from the story of the sleepers of the cave, Ahlul Kahf. And we draw them specifically from the dog at the mouth of that cave. Now for context, the sleepers of the cave, or Ahlul Kahf, is a story about a group of youths who hid inside a cave outside the city of Ephesus around 250 AD to escape Roman persecution of the Christians. The story goes that during persecutions by the Roman emperor Dicianus in the Tafsir literature, Decius, around 250, seven or so young men were accused of following Christianity, of proclaiming God's oneness, and they were given some time to recant their faith, but they refused to bow to Roman idols, 
So they would go into the forest to worship where they met an abused dog and adopted the dog. And they chose to give up their worldly goods to the poor and to retire to a mountain in a cave to pray, where they fell asleep. And according to the Quranic account, they fell asleep for 300 and nine years. The tyrannical emperor, Diqianus, dies in 251, a year after the incident. And centuries later, the mouth of the cave where the sleepers resided was opened. The sleepers awoke, imagining that they had slept but a day or so. They had outdated currency on them. They were summoned uh, to be interviewed by the bishops, and their miraculous story remained a sign for those to behold, and they died praising God. The precise number of the sleepers is never stated in the Qur'an. It's, it ranges from three to seven. Allah Ta'ala points out furthermore that People shortly after the incident emerged started to make idle guesses as to how many people were in the cave. But the constant in the story remains the dog. The dog is the only figure that was actually known. The number of Ahlul Kahf, of the sleepers, remains ambiguous. Are they four and the fifth is the dog? Are they five and the sixth is the dog? The verse reads, they say three, and the fourth was their dog. And they say five, and the sixth was their dog, guessing at the unseen, Rajman bil Ghaib. And they say seven, and the eighth was their dog, say, My Lord knows best their number, none of them, none know them save a few. The Sheikh comments, the, sh- the sleepers of the cave are the secrets of the heart. These secrets remain undisclosed, non-manifest, inexpressible in themselves, but they display themselves outwardly through the qualities of the dog who stretches his paws forth at the threshold. The dog embodies the ideal of spiritual companionship, of suhba, gentleness, affection, beautiful character and virtue, and is complemented in this verse, praised by God, in the verse, the dog stretching forth his paws or his forelegs at the entrance. The people of the cave where the sleepers had found him and they adopted him because they themselves could see the grandeur of God in all things. They could behold God's beauty and God's secret in created things by projecting this subtle esoteric reality into the creature. That creature itself became worthy of paradise. The dog in the cave is a dog in paradise, like the camel of Salih, for those who know the Qur'anic account, or even, let's say, a cat sitting on the lap of a faqir. The dog, moreover, is a true lover of God. The dog is entirely extinguished in the service of his master. Nothing worries him except the contentment and the approval of his master, and he asks nothing more than to serve his master. The dog is free from complaining, from selfish interest. He rejoices when his master rejoices and expresses anger when his master expresses anger. He befriends his master's friends 
and is opposed to his master's enemies. The dog has no ana, has no eye. His eye, his sense of selfhood, is extinguished in the he, the huwa, of his master. The pronoun I no longer pertains to the dog. It doesn't even belong to his vocabulary. He forgot its very meaning. He no longer wants something for himself. His entire speech boils down to who, the bark of huwa, he. In Arabic, huwa is the pronoun for he, and the numerical value of ha, the first consonantal letter, is five, which corresponds to the five pillars of Islam, and the wow of huwa, its numerical value is six, corresponding to the perfection of the six pillars of faith. And thus there's a sign here of the completion of the dog's purpose, his absorption in his master. He only says who. He only talks about him, by him, in him, through him, and no longer refers to or pays regard to anything else. The dog no longer sees anything except for signs from his master and has literally melted away because of his love and passionate affection for his master. A dog itself says huwa when it sees a living creature, and you, O human being, you are around the living al-hayy, God the living, everywhere, and you've never cried out for him. God's pre-eternal election was sent down and it manifested itself upon the dog, so that the dog attained this high degree of companionship and purity in his relationship with his master. He attained this irreproachable behavior and was thus introduced to the cave of the heart and to the disclosures of divine beauty that were unveiled. The dog begins to wander in the lights of love. Now in the story of the sleepers of the cave, the dog sits in front of the cave, protecting it. The dog shares a similar past as the sleepers of the cave. He too was rejected, abused. Both were beaten, physically and morally abused, and both flee to the cave, having suffered at the hands of their people, having been ignored by them or persecuted. The cave is the niche, it's the mishkat, and the dog sits at the border of the niche, which is the circumference, and he doesn't leave it. This cave has an entrance, but no exit. Think of it as a black hole that you can never leave. It represents the heart. The people of the cave enter into the realm of the esoteric, the unseen. They leave behind the world of physical forms, the world of the visible, and they enter into the world of the unseen, through the heart. Likewise, the spiritual traveler must slowly leave behind people forms, the realm of the visible. And yet those who remain at the circumference of the niche, who believe and affirm in sainthood, in the wali, but do not enter the path, they do not take on the path, they are nonetheless in the realm of divine mercy. The dog, moreover, stays at the mouth of the cave to guard the sleepers, to guard the secrets of the cave. In all authentic spiritual orders, in all authentic turuq, the one who stands at the forefront of the tariqah, of the order, will necessarily be humiliated and must absorb this humiliation, must take it in, 
without any ego because the dog is there to serve and expects nothing from anyone. Had you seen them, you would have fled from them in terror. Anyone who knows the weight of standing at the mouth of an order, guarding it, would flee in terror. Moreover, the day you see yourself as being better than others, you're no longer in the presence, you're no longer in the niche, you automatically are expelled from the cave because you no longer possess the attributes of the dog that allowed you to enter in the first place. Finally, there is much to say about the number of the sleepers. Three, four, five, six. Seven and the eighth refers to the dog. In the path, there are seven levels of reading the divine name, and through each of these levels, the qualities of the dog never disappear, they're never absent. And even at the highest readings of the name, the qualities of the dog remain, because the dog is the secret of union between the people of the cave and God. Many people have been veiled, moreover, from the friend of God, from the Wali, due to the qualities of the dog that the Wali embodies. And many people who are low in society will follow the Wali, whereas others are drawn to arrogance and pomp. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على سيدنا ابراهيم وعلى ال سيدنا ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد